Hey, Jason Rice with Lot Party Now. Every Monday, new episodes. Don't miss it. Autotainmentnetwork.com or you can go to lotparty.net to go directly to it. Every Monday, new episodes. And this week is episode 13. And I'm excited about this one. One of my favorite guys to interview or talk to even to just hang out. Leighton Judd from Three Birds. He's also going to have Jeff Brooks from his company speaking to us. And last week I did just the, you know, talking about a basic foundation and internet sales process and to get that structure there before you talk about doing social SEO, SEM stuff. So get that foundation in. Check out that episode if that's something you need to work on. But this is for the dealers that already have that foundation and want to get better. So it's going to be able to take a good dealer or an average dealer to be good and a good dealer to be great. Because we this is a little bit of an extended episode. I think we run 40 minutes because we just couldn't stop talking. Great interview about that deeper dive. It just... It, it, it made me stop and think about all the potential that dealers have out there. And um, like I said, it, 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 it's a great interview. Check it out. And then, again, every Monday, lot party, three-day weekend. Check it out the next episode. We'll see you at NADA, too. I actually will be there um, at, as a guest at the V Auto Booth. So if you'd like to meet me or talk about or maybe even have an interview for an upcoming show, uh, meet me at the V Auto Booth. Uh, at uh, NADA this coming weekend. Again, enjoy the show and see you in the following week. Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party. I'm excited about this interview. One of my favorite guys in the car business, Leighton Judge, joined us along with Jeff Brooks from Three Birds Marketing. And last week's show, I wanted to scratch the surface about uh, having a, a basic foundation for our internet processes. You know, as we're building exposure on our new cars and used cars, we want to be able to drive some traffic. But all that traffic is pointless if we don't have some kind of follow up process to follow up with those deals, maintain them, and then keep working them till, we, till they buy, die, or unsubscribe. So I gave you a little bit of a tip on how to build some kind of structural foundation on your internet process. But today, talking to Three Bird Marketing, I want a deeper dive into what's going on. What, what, what ways can we do, now that we have a foundation built, what ways can we dig deeper? And uh, talking to Leighton, a digital dealer, man, these guys are doing some deep things to different perspective, packaging things together, allow dealerships to get to that next level. Um, I did limit him. I say, hey, I'm not here to do commercials, but I want dealers to know, uh, one, what they should or shouldn't be doing if three birds can and can't help them with that. But the other thing is, so either use their system to do it or not, but you need to be doing this type of thing. And then three, to be able to, or one of those reasons I have them on, and then another reason is just to let you know what technology is actually out there um, that dealers might not even know exist. And I know Layton's taking this to the next level where there's companies not doing the things that they're doing. So that's why I was really anxious to do this interview. So Layton, Judd, I want to introduce both you and Jeff. Um, one, Layton, take turns, uh, introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of background, how long you've been in business, and really what got you to where you're at right now. So Layton, how about... Well, thank you very much for having us on. We're excited to be here. Um, I'm Leighton Judd. I'm the one of the founders of Three Birds Marketing. We've been in business for since 2009. I've been in the automotive industry since the beginning of the internet from ni 1999. Started a company back then called Ismo Cars, and then uh, uh, I founded this company with my business partner Kristen Judd, um, and we've been uh, at it since 2009. And why we started this company was the premise that. I believe and we believe that dealers deserve more in the way that they're looking at their data and their marketing, um, that it's not happening the way that it should at a dealership. It's, it's very one-dimensional. 
and, and it's it's one dimensional coming out of a tool usually that's a CRM. Which I'm not saying a CRM is one dimensional. I'm just saying that it's not doing everything that it needs to do when it's looking at the data and the information that needs to come out to market to different groups uh, effectively. But we started that that this company based on that premise, uh, and we're excited uh, where we are today and what we have coming out and where we're going. Because in, in six years of, of being in business, we now touch over 4,500 dealerships overall in different levels of our platform. And it's not they're on one thing, they're on multiple different things, and that's something that we can talk about as we go through. But I want, I want to introduce Jeff Brooks, who, who basically uh, runs our products and, and, and is in charge of the product at Three Birds. So Jeff, yeah, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Brooks' background uh, started the automotive industry actually as a marketing intern. Um, about 12 years ago, um, been in sales, F&I, sales management, um, kind of ended my retail career um, running e-commerce and operations for Azure Automotive Group. I've been with Three Birds for a little over two and a half years and uh, more on the product side. So I, I, uh, I try and bring you know my retail knowledge to our products along with the technical side um, and really provide dealer with, dealers with um, you know, a product that's well-rounded and yeah. um, accomplishes their needs today. And, you know, that's good to hear and refreshing to hear because a lot of times, uh, you know, dealing with vendors that are out there, uh, especially on the Internet end, it's good to hear that somebody that you're dealing with on the vendor end has actually been in their shoes and done what they've, you know, done what they're doing and trying to accomplish. So it's good to hear, you know, companies out there that have people that have been in the trenches that can associate with it because a lot of times, you know, there's companies out there that does, does a company and try to, you know, wedge themselves into this need out there but never really been through the trenches with these dealers. So it's good to hear both of you on that because I know Leighton going back to Ismo Cars, I mean, these websites back in those days, I mean, that was the forefront of the internet and you've been there from the beginning so both of you guys I appreciate your time here and giving us your insight so you know before we started here we kind of talked a little bit about what you guys do and provide and one of the things that you know dealerships as they get these processes because I tell dealers you know yes yeah, social is the big thing SEO SEM is a big thing and and, and and that kind of marketing but man a lot of these dealers jump on these bandwagons without even having a basic process down so again that's why I wanted to cover last week so now assuming that dealers have this process down that they're following up with leads and now want to expand this and and maybe get back off of the third-party lead providers and start generating traffic to their own site and be able because we all know that those are better leads better closing percentages and our bucks are better spent and it's usually a less cost per sale so one of those ways i guess and maybe i'm leading it the wrong way but one way to introduce is kind of maybe email marketing you got this database of leads that you can do some branding or email marketing out to um, what's examples out there that dealers can start utilizing and again something that you provide and, and something that's out there that dealers should be doing that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so uh, great, great question. question. Uh, I mean, what, 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 not just speaking of three birds and what we do, but I mean, I think a foundational piece of, of, of basic dealership marketing is, you know, using your database and you know, providing messages to customers that are relevant to their needs, whether that's you know looking at you know their buying habits or um, looking at what they currently own and providing a trade-in offer. Um, but it's simply putting something in front of them that kind of creates that 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 action, um, something that they can they can see and click on. And um, really, we focus highly on the mobile aspect of that, and, and making sure everything is responsive, and making sure everything looks proper and 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 perfect on every mobile device that's out there. Because um, I mean, the steps are clear that that that's where everyone looks. I mean, it's about sixty percent of our people that open up are open up on a mobile device, yeah. and so. It, we don't 
take that into what we're trying to accomplish, the message is going to get lost. And so what we have to do is we have to make sure that we take that design element into our product and say, okay, instead of designing it for the desktop like we used to in the past or like that, I, I remember joking around and saying, oh, it's on 800 screens that was set for the uh, DMSs at the day. Yeah. It, went, it was, you know, it was 1260. Now it's even higher. So there's all different parameters now what they are, but really it's actually gotten smaller because it's that mobile application. And, and so that's what we have to make sure that we have the right calls to action and when we're designing and looking at the processes that those processes meet the needs of the consumer about where they're interacting with you because you're, you're opening up and where I could spend hours talking about it, and I know we only have a set amount of time, you know yeah. me well enough, I can go on different tangents, but the, the thing that you're, you, you, you opened up with me is the fact that uh, dealerships today have to worry about not just what the individual process is at the store, which they have to have down, they have to have the consumer's uh, life cycle process down as well. Yeah. And that's something that we don't talk about. We're not talking about here it is, we have all this social interaction, and what does that mean? And what, and, but we have all these leads. You talk about first, you know, the basic getting website leads. I agree with you in concept sure. that that's what a dealer should close. But the reason why I agree with you in concept because that's the natural progression oh, yeah. of a Go sales. Go after the fresh stuff, not working the old stuff, right? Well, what I was saying is that if consumers are still going to go through the processes, I believe that if you have the right process, any leads are good leads. Well, here, well, hold on. Before we go any further, because I know you're going you're gonna to be dipping into social and stuff and talking about that, but let's go back a little bit to the email marketing. And, and one of the things that kind of dawned on me, and I, I think there's a lot of talk out there for websites to be responsive, right, to be able to shape to customers on tablets, to their phones and everything else. Is there enough talk about the email campaigns and, the, and even just regular email templates and stuff being responsive <laughs> and things like that? Are you doing here? What's that? Well, no. I, well, that, that you talked about the you know part of that process is is okay. Great, it's we're going to do templates and everything else. But this whole responsive part is there enough talk? You guys deal with this more than I would on the industry. Is people talking about uh, responsive follow up, wait, not just responsive sites? You open you up, up and you start because you're, you're, talking you're talking about, about a one-dimensional one dimensional thing. thing. A website, website in itself is a one-dimensional thing. thing. Yeah. So, so what, what you're saying is everything has to go to the website. Well, that's not true, true anymore. anymore. Yeah. If you look at social in different areas where people hang out, there's content that lives in different areas where people can interact. You've got to allow the people to interact the way that they want to interact with you. Mm -hmm. It's not just the website anymore. And that's yeah. where, you know, whether it's out in the middle of uh, – uh, you know, some site that's a, an enthusiast site or whether it's on, you know, a third-party site or whether it's on a dealership site or whether it's on an OEM site or whether it's in, through an email or whether it's through a Facebook, you have that content that allows you to convert wherever there is and that's where the consumer wants to convert. So the, the concept of, like, just driving everyone to a website, albeit I agree and understand yeah. why we do that. Yeah. It's about the totality of where that content sits in the marketing. It, it starts with email. It starts with a lot of different things when you get down to it. So yeah. getting the message and driving it from where you're driving, where the customer wants to interact with. 
No, and then what and my, my point on that was, yeah, I mean, there's talk about responsive websites and not to talk about websites, but just our overall marketing. Is there enough talk to make sure that our marketing's responsive to, you know, because a lot of guys spend money or make their own templates up and blast it out thinking that that's. But again, if, is it responsive? Is it going to lay out in their phone or their tablets? And, and then that same ad going to. So is there enough talk in the industry to say, hey, dealer, if you're going to do this, don't just do it in, in the way you think it could be done. It's got to all line up the way the customers are shopping and be similar format and every and, and, and all ways that customers are shopping socially phone tablet website whatever right is there enough talk about that and dealers do paying attention to that I, I, I say the answer, the answer is absolutely not. The website side is one thing. thing. I mean, most website writers now are now responsive. But from the email, from the email side, side, I mean, from, from my past my history, history you know, the emails we created, created and, and the system we use, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. They're not being responsive. responsive. And, and quite frankly, quite we frankly, never even tested to see what they look like on like browsers, browsers sure. and different internet, different internet providers. Blasted it out. It's just stuff dealers don't really understand. And they don't understand transactional versus bulk. So there's a conversation about a transactional line. And a bulk line, the largest CRM in the world and is a SaaS platform called Salesforce. You can, you're limited on a daily basis how many transactional emails that you can send out a day, just like others. And so they basically put you on a, a runway in getting that out. And then there's different, there's what's called an IP health. And so when you start getting into the basics of the process, understand the systems about what you're trying to do. A CRM is a great tool. It's a tool of getting data into a system to be able to sit there and analyze for later. And it helps with the guidance of the processes that you're talking about, the processes in the store and how to follow up and do the different things. That tool doesn't necessarily the right tool to do for marketing on different levels of where to go. And so that's understanding that. So you have the largest CRM outside of this, outside of our industry, Salesforce, who can sit there and say they went out and bought two other companies to come in and do the different types of market. Actually, they bought more than that to integrate into the CRM that allow them to reach out socially or reach out in email or reach out in SEM. They mm-hmm. integrate differently into the core product of the CRM. We don't follow the in this industry doing that, but going into email, email marketing is about setting up the structure of data and understanding where you want to send that message and to whom you want to send it and in what format. And I can say that on a personal level with the company here, and again, that's another reason why I want to continue to talk with you is, you know, I've looked at uh, just for my own company, because again, I'm not a car dealer, so I'm not buying a Venn Solutions or an E-Leads, but I'm looking for CRM type solutions that go, you know, I can look at Infusionsoft, which to me, utilizing it is a great marketing tool, but not great on CRM. Then I can look at Salesforce, and we have, and Salesforce is a great CRM, but the marketing part, they shove out to like uh, MailChimp and stuff, so it's, it, and, and that's what dealers have got to understand. There's it's a yin or yang, or, you know, it's two different things. But I think, like you guys are talking here, is there a way to, you know, do you have to have two separate products, or can you combine that and so forth and have it consistent and not just, like you said, one-dimensional CRM? Now you got to have a, another one-dimensional marketing tool. Or is there a way to kind of combine that? So, again, what's available technology-wise out there for dealers? And I know you guys are dipping into this stuff and actually doing it. What's that next level then? Again, okay, we're talking about campaigns, uh, email campaigns, but also socially and stuff like that. Can you guys touch on that? Again, how can you bundle this together to where you're just not, here's my CRM package, here's my marketing package, and things like that, and it, it being like we were talking about earlier, just kind of all, all over the place. I'll let yeah, you guys Yeah, absolutely. 
So I think it, so I think it, it kind of goes um, back um, to the primary reason, reason we're doing all this, this is the customer is the experience. Customer experience. So, so, you know, think, you know, of, think of the emails, think of the emails that, you get that you get from companies, companies you've done business with, right? right. Nordstrom's or, 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 or any retailer. Any retailer. You're, not you're not getting an email from, from you know, Johnny, you know, the Johnny, sales guy that you know, store. You're getting an email from Nordstrom's design that's built basically by their department. That's their marketing emails, right? But... Better than them just looking good and being responsive, they're they're providing you know data or or content that is actually based on what purchases you might have made or yeah. stuff that you're interested in. It's not just a you know blast to every person in your database that's just spray and pray. You know we used to always throw it on the wall and see what clicks. You know so you know our technology is really built around you know targeting the right customer base for the right message and then providing the the right content in a, inside of that message. So. You know, it's a it's a fill the bucket with the right people, provide the right frequency of delivery, and then provide the right content. Um, uh, but, but let me say something. But that bucket actually might only be a teacup, right? Meaning like very few. But there's many, many, many teacups that equal a bigger bucket because we're speaking on that teacup size. We get more consumption of that tea, meaning that we get more people interaction. That the result of the teacup is going to be much greater than a bucket. And so that's where we're starting to realize that when you look at the data and the data sets, you start looking at the, the totality of the life cycle. For example, how many dealers out there send the right messaging right after someone buys a vehicle? When is the biggest time to, you know, that, uh, that people defect? It's during that first year of the cycle of when you know, they buy a new car, especially a new car, that when is it they're going to come in again? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it a year and a half that they come back to the dealership? And what are they coming back for? What is their driving side? If Jeff and I, we work at the same place, I live approximately two miles from the office, and Jeff lives 10 miles from this place, roughly. So if we were to walk into the dealership on the same day and buy the same, from the same dealership a car, our driving experience is completely different to what our needs are. If we don't understand those needs, how can we communicate to you properly? How can we send the right message? Do you understand me? Do you understand what my needs are? There's so many other variables that come into play. The amount of miles that he drives just to and from work changes everything. So we you have to look at this data in the totality to be able to say, all right, this is the message we need to send. We need to say, Jeff, you're in the, the higher bucket that's going to be for the sense that you're going to drive more miles. So that means that you're going to come into an oil change potentially in four months or five months late, and you're going to be coming in around eight months. That's when the message needs to go out. And oh, by the way, what is the experience of me when I first bought that vehicle? Do I understand everything about the vehicle? Do I understand about what my experience is around that vehicle? That is content as a consumer. The experience that Jeff mentioned is critical. It also goes back to the buying process as well. So it affects not just the service side, it affects the, the sales process as well. What is, the, what is the process there? What is the messaging that you're trying to say? And, and Jeff, why don't you speak quickly to about how inventory should be potentially handled? Yeah, uh, you know, just, just the simple fact of putting actual inventory that's on your dealership lot into your marketing messages is is imperative. Well, sure, um, that's what we, they're there to sell, yeah. Exactly, that's what you're selling. It's, it, that's your product, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, whether that you're doing it through some other system or you know, we have it built into our system where it's very easy to drag and drop and um, dynamic and sends your website and all this kind of stuff, um, you, you got to start promoting what you sell um, and not just the plain text email with a random top cap and an ugly signature. Yeah. Like well, you know what, you know, yeah, but think about it, you know, you, you opened a door that I didn't think about, you know, when we, as 
maybe car dealers can understand in layman's term a bit is I remember setting up processes and then as I get leads, I'm setting up processes and say, okay, this is a 30-day prospect, a 60-day prospect, 90-day prospect, and I'm following, this is a trade prospect, this is a finance prospect, and I'm, I'm following up with them differently. But when we go into sales, it's, hey, you're getting a survey soon, hey, how's your anniversary doing, versus what you're talking about with these little teacups. I could say, hey, this guy's on an oil change cycle of eight months, and, and having multiple processes on the service end, because ultimately what marketing would do is trying to drive our own internal customers back to our stores and not just keep buying more and more leads to make sales because that it's an endless it's that's an endless cycle you're always going to be out there trying to do that but if you can ramp up and 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 follow up differently for different clientels i mean that opens up a whole other kind of words again Leighton, you know you're talking about that i think dealers understand it on the sales process as i'm buying leads putting this customer in this hole and that customer in that hole as i'm trying to sell them a car but do we do the same thing on sold follow-up or service follow-up and, and I, okay, so I don't I'm think that's a good question. What's the best lead what that you can get from the sales website? Yeah, right? website, right? Okay, isn't your best customer the one you sold and you keep coming back? And you know, that's the hardest part is setting up that process, like you said, in those teacups. All right, so yeah, I mean, the obviously the service and your sales customers are going to be the best way and the cheapest way, obviously, to get those sales. And and so yeah, for you guys, for you open up that door, man, it just really makes me start thinking. But again, you got a one dimensional CRM if you want to start doing that kind of stuff. One, and then the challenge is, is do you have that service department doing it, or do you have a marketing type package that you can just set up and and go? Um, and let, I me guess you can so let me clarify. Let me clarify something. CRM is a CRM tool. In any business operation, sure. so it, 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 it's meant to be a tool it's meant of, to be getting tool of getting data into a system for something to happen. For something to happen. So that opens so up. That opens up. And I went out and talked about data and lack of being and lack of being able to get that's a whole nother that's a whole nother another issue. Another issue. That being said, that being said, you know, you know. You have to market all the data. You have to data. market that's all the data. So if you have something that's meant to be a tool of data entry and a one-to-one -one one transactional, how can you market? How can you marketing on the different things on the whole? Get at it. Get at it. So you can't set it up. So we figured out ways to do it. And there are others that are out there doing the same thing. It's about getting to that data to match the process that you want to, that you want people to follow. So if you don't understand, so to finish off what we started off and talking about, here's a process that we put in place. Well, we need to have something that's following that process from a marketing level too, so you can have a process either built around it or for that process. Yeah. Well, well, then I want to open up this can of worm that you gave me a digital dealer that I start thinking about, and and maybe this will lead into it. And maybe I, I should or shouldn't bring it up, but you you asked me, you know, what's the best third party or website out there doing. Um, long-term follow-up or sold follow-up and you know I was guessing maybe something like a Costco or a Sam's Club because they can you know not only do they give you a lead but they can do tires and oil changes and stuff at like a Sam's Club so I thought maybe then but you, you let me know that wasn't the case who, who was that out there that you said does that that best follow-up as far as a, a, a term goes and then you said that that, that there wasn't um, uh, you know dealers not doing that and that's a huge miss for dealers it should be it should be the dealership. Yeah, it should be the dealership. Yeah, you think so. 
As a salesman, you know, you, we, uh, you know, I'd sell cars and you try to follow up with them and, and obviously getting them back in. And, you know, you try to maybe get some information for the customers for referrals. Who do you might know? Who do you know that might be next in line to get a new car or blah, blah, blah. And, and, and index cards back in the day. Now we got CRMs to do it. And it just, part of me, we just went and leased a, a, a new car and my 14-year-old daughter was with me, you know. And as a salesman, if you're smart, you might obviously write that down as a note, knowing within the next year or two, I'm going to be probably buying my daughter a car. But And, and to follow up with me with that. But even if they just followed up with me on the current car that I bought, that will obviously open the door for me to be using them as for my daughter's car. But I mean, that was just an easy tee up to me for that salesperson. So a lot of this data and everything that we want to drive, both on the service end and are sold and, and even the current customers that we're driving in off website or whatever, social, you know, it's up to that what's in you know, crap in crap out you know it is you know so if that salesman didn't put anything in about my 14 year old daughter or mentioned it and thought about putting it into a, a reminder a year from now to see if you know we're going to be buying her vehicle that's that's the tough part i think with dealerships but um again all they got to do really is just follow up with me with that car and, and earn my business showing that they're really interested in maintaining my business then that opens the door for the rest but uh okay. But Jason, the interesting thing about the interesting thing about today, world we live in today, is scary too. I think scary too. I step back and I think step back and think myself personally about how we look at how we information that we can get, information that we can get. So we can see. You don't put the information. You don't put the information. I'm not saying you can say that you have a 14-year-old daughter. But we should know. What I'm saying is that we should know. What I'm saying is that now it's possibly going out. People living it. People living it. Doesn't say that it's 14. Doesn't say that they are under. They are under. So we can make some assumptions. So we can make some 
our assumptions about that how we approach, about how we or approach, what channel we're, or what channel we're and where we're looking at and where we're looking at that because that person did not put in that data put in that data because they were too busy or busy weren't the right person we as we as helping you and the dealer being able to look at that bucket and say wait a minute Jason Jason has a family and in this family he has multiple kids and in this family his needs and potentially he lives in an income area that is X and so therefore this is the needs of, uh, of what his needs are and maybe the type of message that we're saying is maybe they're going off to college soon so maybe we need to be thinking about what type of messaging around we need to send to the, the Jason Rice's of the world and, and who meet his what's called a persona. So now we're getting into deeper dives and areas, but the persona of information is how does my persona look across my dealership by my marketplace, and how am I attacking that marketplace, and how am I managing to get similar people that are my A customers? How, how, is, how do I rank up in my database of information? And what is the process for handling this? So it, it is a process about it, but it's more than just a sales process. It starts in the sales. How are we treating people? What are we looking for? What's the follow-up? What is the information? How do we desk a deal? What is it that we expect? Is there a handoff to service? Are the information, is there follow-up after that? Because the goal is retention, absorption yeah. into that service area, right? Yeah. Because that is what turns on and pays the bills at a dealership too. So if you look at it, sales is like, you know, I've always heard the expression that that's my plain money. You know what I mean? So here's all my money that I make on the sales side yeah. that gets me all those extra things. But service also drives the customers and helps you make that money because the people the repeat and buy cars yeah. if they're treated well. Yep. And then, you know, this I love this conversation because, again, I kind of start out with the fact that, hey, if you, you got a basic foundation, here's some, you know, next level stuff. But then we even take the conversation where you can even go so much deeper. So even that good dealer that's already doing a decent job at marketing, I mean, you can just start fine-tuning this whole thing down if you really wanted to. So part of that, I do like for you guys to mention all right, we, we spewed a lot of this stuff out and saying, you know, it could be, it, it starts blowing my mind and it starts, I, I overwhelmed. So let's simplify it back down. What type of packaging, let's say for three birds, okay, and, and let you do a little bit of a sales pitch here. What, what do you, how can you help a dealer then that is maybe already good and wants to get to that next level? What do they got to do and what does maybe three birds can help them put this all together? Um, to make it happen. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a thank great you question. For allowing, um, us thank you for that. allowing us to so, kind of go into that. You know, the way we so, kind of, you know, the way we kind of product, product, bundle up our uh, product, product, bundle up our product kind of specific is to kind of specific um, to the, the area of the business um, that the area of the business so, that you might example, need so we have a bundle built we have a bundle built for sales. Okay. Our email our marketing email and that marketing bundle is that bundling the inventory promoting the inventory the landing pages on the website pages on the website landing pages more built around more built around. We also have one built for service. We also have one built for service. Hey, I got sales cover. Hey, I got sales cover. I need some help over here. I need some help over here. So we have one for that. We're going for that. We're going for than just way deeper than just saying. Here's a list. Let me drop an email. We focus more on consumer intent. Consumer intent. Flat out demographic data. Flat out demographic data. Car. So you own this car. So car. You know, for the next year, anyone can do that. Um, but our platform allows us to actually take all the interactions and engagements from that consumer based on what they click on and you know, either follow up with a, a follow-up message, provide that to, as a phone list to the dealer, um, even, even shoot it out to a direct mailhouse. So it's more about you know, listening to the customer and saying, 
hey, you know, they engaged in this trade-in button. That means they're interested in what the value of their car is worth, maybe interested in buying a new one. Well, how do we handle that? How do we do that? So, and we kind of started this conversation about leads and, you know, all right, we all know website leads are good, third-party leads are good, phone calls are good, but we can actually provide a slightly different level of lead that's more about like, hey, this consumer engaged with this piece of content, well, what does that tell us, you know, and how can we follow it with them, you know, uniquely and differently? But it also sets up so much more, so we can set off that that engagement, we can set up a chain of events that happen that, you know, depending on the workflow structure, so retargeting comes off of this. So here it is, a way to bring SEM, you know, I think SEM is an interesting product on the tier three. I'm a big believer of display and retargeting on tier three. And this is an area that we can you know, we can make some in, inroads as far as discussing. I want to retarget the customer because I know more information about it. Where are they going? What is the information about it? Are they hanging out on ESPN? Are they going to Yahoo? Are they going off to CNN? Where are they going? Or what? Where is their lifestyle that I can help retarget because the messaging in and or the image that I'm bringing up can be more relevant to what their needs are. So I'm speaking to the customer in the customer language. I'm listening to them. Yeah, and that's the you you. you I think you you hit on that when we talked to digital dealer and what I liked about it. and again going back to CRM being one dimensional like I could put a customer in a process and I can see if they open the email or we left a message but that's about it but you're talking even a deeper dive of bracketing this thing out the way I, I look at it is saying okay if they read the email or if they clicked on the campaign shoot them like a drag and drop shoot them down here do a phone call do an email if they don't open that email shoot them over here and then shoot them over here now if they don't click on it then then move them to this part and if they they don't click on it then then send this email or that phone call so you guys can do a not just here put them in a 30-day process send this email see if they read it and follow up this is okay if they did read it it's one process. If they read it and clicked, it's another process. If they didn't read it at all, you know, it's another process. Or, you know, you guys can bracket that all out on the marketing part, again, to customize where that customer is in their research process. Uh, right? so, absolutely. So my kids play video games. My sons play video games. My son plays video games. So if you look at some of the They basically have the games They basically have the game that they play. And then you finish one screen. And then you finish the one screen. And then you move on to the next level. And then you move on to the next level. And you make the next level. What's the difference to that of a consumer lifestyle? What's the difference to that of a consumer lifestyle? Now, a lot can happen in that game area that you're playing in that game area. But what you're doing is you're... But what you're doing is you're... There's somebody who's in the end of that segment. Somebody moves in the end of that segment. 20 million things happening in one segment. Whatever way they need it, either by email, by socially, by whatever their habits are, right? Then, 
Yes. Well, it, yeah, the, the, the channel of communication is key. Mm -hmm. um, we had an example. We were, we were trying to get a hold of somebody. We called, we emailed, and then I was like, hey, Layton, send her a text. And instantly they replied. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, their email's clogged up. You know, the yeah. voicemail's full. They don't check them. But text was instant. So it's like, it's all about kind of finding that pocket, yeah. you know, yeah. where that customer's going to engage. And with millennials nowadays, you don't know where they're going to engage. So therefore, you have to be open to many channels, and they're the ones that are going to be driving the, the, the car purchases of the future. Mm -hmm. so, they, you know, and so that's important to be able to understand that, being able to talk in an area that you understand and understand that, that process. I mean, like, for example, if I owned a dealership today, and I were marketing, and, and I'm not talking from a three-birds perspective. I was just looking at channels of marketing. Mm -hmm. I would be betting on, I think email is still a great way to uh, buy it, but uh, email is a great way to get results. Right now, today, where I do a lot of advertising, I would do Facebook advertising. It comes off an email address, right? So that's why it's really important. And there's so many other pieces of data. Coupled with other points of data, you can segment your customer base by the persona that you have and the information and dig into these little teacups from Facebook with the type of advertising you're doing and really start speaking to people. You can also conquest that way. So this is a way to start saying, wait a minute, I can sit there and go, and it's inexpensive in, in relative terms to SEM. And what that's important, because I'm not fighting against the Tier 1 and Tier 2 on the SEM play. I'm going and I'm managing a, a process that's bringing me different results because we have people on Facebook. You know, do I need to be everywhere? No. Don't go waste and looking for the silver bullet. Be where a majority of the people are and spend the time and money where they are. It's like going to the mall. Do I want to go advertise in the mall and set up shop or do I want to go in the middle of nowhere? At yeah, yeah. I want to go where the people are in the mall and I want to hang out there. I want to set up. I'll tell you what, Facebook's but, getting a little spooky, though, because, you know, my wife's shopping for some decoration stuff in the house, been on Pinterest, and next thing you know, she's on her Facebook feed, and there's the same stuff. Or we were talking about a blender. I don't know, maybe C-Search for a blender, or like the Ninja Blender, just something as an example, because I literally did a screenshot and sent it to her today. It's like, look what's on my Facebook, because we were just talking about it, and there's the ad in my listing. And it's like, this is just getting spooky can they hear us talking about it and i know i think uh, joe webb and a couple people out there on socially are talking about how they they think the conspiracy out there they actually can hear you talking and placing these ads in there but it is that fine-tuned that you can do on facebook is as these people are in that that zone you know looking for a bmw or looking for oil changes that your ad can be placed right then and there in front of them um and be that well, it's not just, it's not, I, I would use you know Conquest, what we're seeing is some numbers that are interesting. Conquest and service customers can be rather expensive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a debate that I don't want to get into right now. But at the same time, what are you spending your bucket of advertising on for? What are you conquesting? The best is to find your people who are going to buy the cars in that scenario on Facebook mm -hmm. that are going to be your A players. They're going to come to your A players shop and they're going to come into your shop and service and their vehicles rather than going to find your vehicles and rather than going to find somebody who's going to possibly just come into one service and never come back. So what is the expense of that? So I'd rather spend the A people than spending for the A people than spending for the A customer never going to come back on one service. Where do you spend money? But if you look at where you spend money, you spend so much money that D customer is never coming back. Why is it never coming back? 
because today so why do you do that? Is because today traditional advertising, the way we do it, the way we blanket it across everybody, we're going to blanket it across everybody. We're going to conquest everybody. You don't have to do that. It's ridiculous. You don't have to. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I just thought about it too. That guy that came four hours to buy that rare car you had, are you going to put him through a regular sales follow up for service follow up? I mean, that's totally different. Like you said, he's not coming back. He's not getting oil change done there. Driving four hours, but. I mean, it's just amazing. We got a, we got a few minutes here to wrap up. Um, we done we dug through a lot, but again, if I usually try to wrap it up, I got, we got a minute or two. What is you know that one thing that dealers should take out of this conversation? You think um, that will get them if they're good to the next level? If they're great, even better. I think uh, you know laying that um, base layer process is is key. You know, like you talked about in your in your last session. I mean, that, that's vital. I mean, I always preach people in process. That was absolutely that was everything we talked about. Absolutely great. But then on top of that, you know, is there's there's options out there. Change is available. You don't have to do it the way you've always done it in the past. Um, yeah, we're, we're here to offer that. So. Um, you know, think outside the box, and hey, you know, we we can we can make things better for you. All right, now this is going to air on Monday. This is a Monday before NADA. Uh, what's your guys' booth if people are going to be at NADA to check you guys out? Uh, that is a great you question. Know? That's all right. Uh, that you is guys a great are there. Question. We know. I, I put you on the spot. We only got like thirty seconds here. Oh, oh, hang there you go. There you go. So let's check out Three Birds at NADA. They'll have a booth. They got VIP passes here. If you guys seen the show, obviously you'd be able to get one of those. And uh, I appreciate your guys' time. Layton is good to catch up. I always love talking to you, and we'll see you there. Thanks, Jason. It's our pleasure, and great to see you. Thanks, guys.